This program was originally broadcast in 1999. Hi, I'm Marion McPartland. My guest today on Piano Jazz is Rachel Z, a dynamic pianist whose simultaneously percussive yet lyrical approach enhances her quicksilver technique. And she's a woman of energy and determination, and all this is reflected in her music. Rachel, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me here today. Oh, I'm so glad you could come. And I must tell you, I really loved your piece in in Jazz's magazine. I, it was so fascinating that I mean, you really told about all the uh, trials and tribulations of trying to be a wanting to be a jazz musician and winding up playing smooth jazz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible thing, <laughs> but it can be. You know, it's um, smooth jazz. I guess reaches some people, and straight ahead jazz reaches other people, and. I just try to play as much music as possible in between. <laughs> well, and you do. Uh, and, of course, there's so much music out there. Well, I'm dying to hear some of yours. I'll play a, a song called Gently Sleeps the Pear Tree, which is off of my second record, Room of One's Own, which is um, a dedication, ten songs dedicated to the artistic achievements of women. I think that's great. Now, um... Why the title of this tune? Is it from a book or something? Yeah, it's it's from the book Their Eyes Were, Are Watching God by Zora Neale Hurston. And it's a chapter about this young girl who's about 13. She's sitting under the pear tree. And it says, gently sleeps the pear tree. As the pear tree blossoms, she's looking down the street at this boy. And she's like just having her first, you know, female yearning, so she's just becoming a woman. And the way Zora Neale Hurston wrote it, it was so beautiful. It was just so beautiful. I had to write a song about it. What a great idea. Now I really have something I can I can imagine in my mind's eye. Okay. You know, it's a strange thing. Like, there's a whole different way of playing, like what you did just then. And it's really, really beautiful. Well, when you're writing, do you um, think of the thing as a whole bunch of chords or do you think of a melody line? I'm just interested in your thought processes because 
mine would be so different. So what do you do when you're going to write something? Does it come to you in your head? Yeah, yeah, it comes sort of as a piano piece. Most songs that I write, I don't know why. It It's like after many weeks of dealing with some kind of emotional issue, I'll sit down and I'll just basically play something like... play the whole thing see now i've heard it twice now it's coming to me it's very it's very pretty and having you tell me what what it was written about you know it really gives me a good idea of how you develop it and and um you know the little girl under the pear tree and it's wild i really love that piece oh thank you also, some of the chords, you know, these kind of voicings are sort of coming from... I worked on High Life, the Wayne Shorter record. Very complex harmony. So, you know, he was very into um, going places harmonically that had not been done before. Well, it's funny. I mean, I've listened to a lot of his music, and it just... It always seems like that to me, that he's... He's going places nobody has been before, but yet it sounds... I mean, it may be dissonant, but it sounds good. Yeah. And, um, well, tell me how you got started. I mean, how did you learn to play piano in the first place? Uh, Well, I started when I was a little kid, like you did, probably. I started when I was seven. What, taking lessons? Yeah, but I started really as a singer. When I was two or three, my mom and dad would have me improvise songs. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, and my mother's an opera singer. So, oh. Yeah, so a lot of music was around the house, so it wasn't unusual for me to learn to play piano, you know, first sort of by ear, and then I took formal lessons when I was seven, you know. No wonder you've got such good chops. <laughs> well, I never did. See, I'm the opposite of that. I heard my mother play Chopin and things like that, and I just sat down at the piano and picked all these things up. That's amazing. But I, well, in a way it might be, but I always think I've missed something out because I'm just a terrible reader. I I can't sight read. I can read very slowly. And I did eventually get to the Guildhall School of Music, and I did study, but I think if I had it all to do over again, I would like to take more lessons than I did. Wow. You know, so I would like to take less lessons, whatever, <laughs> because my teacher was so mean. He used to hit me. You're kidding. Yeah, so it creates a lot of performance anxiety for me that I actually go to a music therapist so that I can breathe more and connect better with the music because I, I learned I was afraid of him, so I have performance fears. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, you you're, you're lucky. got rid of yeah. that guy. <laughs> Well, see, and you're here and doing all these wonderful things. So how about another piece? Um, tell me about this next piece. Um, this is called um, Artemisia, I believe, and it is, she's a 17th century painter, and um, she was very interesting. She was very talented, um, as talented as Michelangelo, as far as I can see. I've seen her works in the Uffizi in Rome, I mean, and in Florence, rather. And um, she was just an amazing painter and totally unsung because she was a woman. And so that was, I wanted to bring awareness to her. And then, ironically, there's a movie out called Artemisia 
so they brought her story into the public eye now, and I think that's great, you know. Yeah. Well, play your piece for Artemisia. Okay. get these great left-hand figures going. It's really nice. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I mean, when you're writing, on, uh, writing something, do, do, does it take a long time, or do, do you um, find some things just fall together? Or yeah, not... sometimes you get lucky, right? <laughs> you know? So I was happy when I found that figure that was in six, you know, this... Because we can get into a very much a meditative um, vibe, and the drummer Cindy Blackman, who played on the record, she just really just set up this great Tony Williams kind of attitude, and it was really, really nice. She sounds wonderful. Yeah. Well, I know that you love Wayne Shorter's music, and um, you suggested Footprints for us to do as a duet. Yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> well, let's see. I'll try.
you know, that really is a lovely tune. I mean, I've made a sort of abortive attempts to play it with the group because, of course, all the bass players know it, you know. I mean, people have played that tune for years. Yeah. And I, you know, maybe now I really will play it. <laughs> now I've actually I, played it with you. Yeah, I liked your approach. Well, it's... Actually... It, it's a, I can't believe you never played two pianos. No. Well, great. I'm glad you're here it's then. It's exciting to, to for do me. it with me. Um, hmm. But meanwhile, as horrible as it seems, we're we're out of time, and and I've enjoyed hearing you play and talking with you, and it's just been great. Oh, and me too. Uh, so, I do thank you, Rachel, for coming to do piano jazz, and let's wind up with some... Now, this is going to be a standard. I'll be interested to see what you do with this one. <laughs> I mean, to me, this is sort of the tune Jerome Kearns, all the things you are. I mean, this is a tune everybody plays at some time or another. Yeah. Anyway, this, this is a good one for us. Yeah. To hear the full Piano Jazz broadcast... Tune in next week to your NPR station or stream the program online at pianojazz.npr.org. Piano Jazz is a production of South Carolina Public Radio.